Welcome to the Agree to Disagree Show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to episode 83. 83, unbelievable. Of the Agree to Disagree show where we strive to better ourselves and learn by understanding different perspectives in life. I hope you, the listener, could come away with a new outlook on issues that affect us all. Let's come together as we discover new ideas and healthy debates. But tonight is a fun episode. Tonight, we're going to be talking about my passion in life is music. But before we do and before we bring tonight's guest on, I want to remind you, please, guys, if you appreciate the show and you want to support us, all you need to do is like, share, subscribe, the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, the IG page, or please leave a five-star review on any of the platforms where you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and that's it. That's all. Anywhere else. Actually, I probably forgot, but it doesn't matter. But guys, but without further ado, tonight's guest is... Um, Excuse me while I just take something off here, the screen. Tonight's guest is a, a music enthusiast and a TikTok star. Please welcome to the show, Gino Grubber, a.k.a. Rock Talk to Pop Talk. Here we go. Gino, how's it going? Oh, calling me a TikTok star <laughs> is kind of a, you know, overgenerous, I believe. But... I, I, I knew you would enjoy that. Come on. <laughs> You know what? You deserve it. What? You got over 50,000 followers? Yeah, 70,000, yeah. Oh, I see. I'm totally off. I usually do my homework. I, For the life of me, I could have sworn it was 50, but hey. But it was a couple days ago, it was. <laughs> Seriously? It went up that fast? Yeah. It, it's, it's funny how it works. You never know which video is going to go nuts. But... Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's funny. For the longest time, I, I my wife would kept on telling me, why don't you try TikTok to, you know, um, promote the, the podcast. And I always said no for whatever reason, but I wasn't getting any traction anywhere on Instagram. And, and then finally I did it. And then in a span of like you videos, I don't know. I went from a hundred followers to clo closing in on 7,000. I couldn't believe it. So first That's of all, starts. yeah, the, absolutely. Thanks so much for being on the show. I, I, uh, I really appreciate it. I wanted to absolutely have you on the show because I, fell in love with your content your videos uh the way you look at music we obviously share a mutual um uh love of music so uh i've done quite a few shows on music and just having friends on and just talking about music but uh, you seem to be very knowledgeable in it and uh so that's why i really wanted to have you so thanks so much for being on well thank you for having me on this is gonna be fun Absolutely. So uh, tell us, I'd love to know the backstory in terms of, um, first of all, where did your music, love of music come from and why did you start to do uh, these TikTok videos and, and tell, tell the viewers exactly what they are? Well, so my love for music, I don't know exactly how I got it. Like you're, you're a kid and you're something catches you, but my mom, well, I should rewind my, my dad, my real biological father mm -hmm. his whole family was musicians so like as a family they actually played carnegie hall when he was a kid 
Wow. And, uh, so my grandpa was an accordion guy in those big bands during the, you know, I guess 50s or, or whatever. Um, he, he died before I, I was born, so I never got to meet him. But uh, anyway, even though my real dad was always playing instruments, he was multi-instrumental. Mm -hmm. um, he never taught me anything. I never got lessons for anything. And I always wanted to, but it never happened. Anyway, my mom would walk or dance around the house, I should say, while she's cleaning, you know, playing Stevie Wonder, or the Commodores, or, you know, all that soul music. And so that's what I grew up on. And then, uh, oh, I think it was sixth grade or something, uh, a friend put on a Van Halen album. And that's when I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so that opened a new door for me. Um, and I've just been, you know, a big fan of music for forever. And uh, the reason I started the, the channel is kind of a funny thing. So my daughter's a musician. Okay. And uh, in fact, I could share a little fun story about her in a minute. Sure. But, um, she and I had this debate going back and forth. Okay, what is the most influential album of all times? Oh, okay. Here we go. We're starting. And that was really hard to come up with. So we, we could come up with one. So then we, we were at five and then it was like, it moved to 10. And so then it got to 20 and we're like, okay, let, let's keep it at 20. And it went back and forth. And uh, eventually at what I did for her birthday is I, I bought the CDs for all 20 of the, you know, the ones we decided on that list. And then I made this big, you know, custom framed art piece. It, it cost me way more money than I expected. <laughs> I think it was like $800, $900, something like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, to go along with that, I thought, you know, I'm going to make little TikToks for each one of these, these uh, albums on the list. And uh, so I did, and I started getting a following. And uh, so I, I just kept going with different things. And um, so I started in October and now it's uh, almost February, I guess. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I got 70,000 followers. Hold, hold on a second. You started in October? Yeah. Of 2022? Yeah. Well, see, there it goes, right? It, it, it just goes to prove when you're a little bit knowledgeable and you show a passion, how important music is. Um, for me, it's it's always here's a great example, right? In less than what four months, uh, just people. I always said that you know the relation of music. You know, you you could always tell, um, where you know it brings you back at a period of time in your life. Where were you, and what did, what was playing during that time, during one of the either the hardest time in your life, or the best time in your life, or the most I don't know victorious day of your life. I don't know whatever it is, you know. So yeah. that's. There goes to show there's another example of that, right? Yeah. I I bet um I bet uh, you know we could ask you for example uh any question. What what is the song of your youth? Like what if you hear a song and it brings you back to your high school days, right? You oh, could tell man. me right away, right? Well, there's of course many songs. That's that's for the sure. thing about music and it changes. Like like even that list I told you that I just did with my daughter. I'm already regretting I didn't have the Pixies on there. You know, okay. it's like, man, I have you two on there. And it was like, you know what? They, they don't really deserve to be on there, but the Pixies <laughs> did. And, you know, so it, it's, it's a constant 
thing. It's an evolution. But the more you learn, because the reality is I didn't know enough about the Pixies at the time. It was mm -hmm. when I was doing my videos, I, I researched and I'm like, holy cow, these guys <laughs> influenced like uh, the whole grunge genre, really, you could tie to the Pixies. Yeah. Yeah. You see, look, I, I just learned something new. I never, I never heard or even knew of the Pixies. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's well, it's already noted. It's already noted. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into my the rabbit hole right after the uh, right after the show and look into that. That's for sure. But that's what I love, right? I mean, I don't know if you've ever. Had, it's one of those nights. It's late at night, and I get down this rabbit hole, find a new musician, a musician or whatever, and then it just never ends because the videos keep popping up or the songs. I mean, yeah. where where were you? And then you realize this guy's been singing. This person's been singing since like ten years. I'm like, how did I just? Uh, how did I? It's, this is impossible. Yeah. You know, like recently. Um, I came across LP. Who have you LP? So LP. LP. So it's short for uh Laura. Sorry, I'm gonna say after the show, I'll send you. She is unbelievable. Okay, mm -hmm. and and apparently, like she's got billion millions of views on YouTube and her videos, just the most uh just the most how can I say different voice. She is just unbelievably talented and um I'll, I'll send it to you after so and then i just recently came up with a new one i just i don't know why i can't remember any names right now but it's just amazing how when you go down that rabbit hole it's yeah. incredible how many talented people uh or musicians uh that you could find so so tell me your your daughter is a musician correct she is and you know so before we dive into her you sure. know what you're talking about where where I'm taking my channel in the future, mm -hmm. besides it, now there's a purpose for me. And I, I do okay in my professional life. Mm -hmm. I want to get back. It's fun. It's rewarding when you're able to do something for somebody. Well, I've already reached out to a couple other uh, people doing what I do with followings. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, hey, guys, are you interested in all getting together and promoting some artists? Like if we find an artist that we all agree is worthy of being discovered if we all promote that person at the same time maybe we can help impact their lives in a positive way i love it so that's what the future of my channel is helping new artists it. and because my daughter is one of those people yes that yes. could use another little boost she's she had a boost a, a while ago which dives into a little fun story you might like so we were at a green day concert mm-hmm and uh, by the way, so my daughter, she, at this time when we're at that concert, I think she she might have had her second album out, if not her first album. Anyway, she'd already had an album out. She, mm -hmm. she did her first album in high school. But the thing was, you know, it's like nobody knows her. She She's throwing her CDs on stages at concerts, like hoping somebody will hear it. Like, oh, my God, she's amazing. But, you know, the most I think we ever had happen is I think uh, – the gal from Sleater Kenny uh, almost slipped, stepping on one of her CDs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Okay. You, you broke uh, Carrie Bernstein's <laughs> neck, you know. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll remember your music, but they'll remember yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she'd like to get close to get that CD on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so... <laughs> And this was a day going to the concert. We got a late start because I invited a date at the last minute. And my daughter wasn't happy about that. And um, then there's tons of traffic on the way down there because we're in Sacramento and uh, the show was in Oakland. Uh, 
anyway, we get there and, and I still didn't have a ticket for my date. So we get in line. I'm like, okay, we're going to go get her a ticket. And my daughter just fuming, but keeping her cool. She's like, she doesn't have a ticket. I'm like, anyway, we got the ticket, come back. And she's like, I'm going to go see if there's a shorter line. So she went around the, was it the Oakland Coliseum? She finds a, a shorter line, texts us. We go over there, join her. Anyway, we end up getting right up front. And my daughter has green hair at the time, green and blue hair. That was kind of her trademark at the time. Perfect. And so she was easily noticeable. Like Billy Joe had actually squirted her with a hose earlier in the show and stuff. Well, then he does this thing we were unaware of where he invites people, usually kids on stage, to play guitar. Okay. And so um, he's like, okay, I, I need someone to help me. I need a guitar player to come up here. And so he's walking around. Who plays guitar? And so... I start pointing at my daughter and, and so everybody around us that doesn't even know her starts pointing at her and uh, he's doing his thing up and down the, the stage and Mikey, the bassist kept like kicking his foot, like right there, right there. And I saw him look at her and I thought, I need to get my phone out. He's going to pick her. He's going to pick her. He, he walks away. You And then he came back, he goes. And so he, anyway, he pulls her up on stage. Oh, wow. And You'd have to know my daughter. She's a very introverted person, unless she's in front of 30,000 people. That that's, is, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> you can't sing in front of me solo and play play one of her songs and sing it. But strangers, she can do it all the time. It that's crazy. Baffles me. But anyway, um, so they, uh, they brought her up. She really, she captured the moment well. You can just see the pure joy that the video is on YouTube. It's got like seven and a half million views. So, I mean, it, it was a popular video. Wow. Um, but that helped get people to her channel. Cause before that she had, um, I think 110 followers on her YouTube channel. And she had like three, two or three music videos of her own songs on that channel already, but nothing. Yeah. And then we posted that. And a few months later, it just Took went off. viral. What's it? That's the thing, right? What what I love about in, in putting the two things together about your idea is that what if that that moment would have never happened? Which which leads me to so, something else that I always say is how many. Thankfully, we are living in the age that we are that we could, we you know, so many people have gotten start on YouTube, right? Just making a video of themselves singing a song or whatever, playing a song. But how many artists do we not know about? How many exactly. amazing? maybe that next Paul McCartney or that next Aretha Franklin, whatever it may be that we don't know about, that just can't get that break, that we can't see that video, right? Yeah. Just like, for example, if that thing that had never happened to your daughter, this 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 coincidence and this moment at this concert that Green Day put her on stage. So it, it just, I always think about that, right? I always think about, my God, how many amazing artists has this world not seen or heard of because they were just never given the opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm looking at it. Because, you know, again, I know it's dad talking here, but I'm going to give you an example of how I believe in her based on being very objective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a big fan of Jack White. Okay. White Stripes. And yeah, White Stripes. At one of his shows, he had this artist, Olivia Jean, opening for him. And I believe he married her at this point. But, you know, and she's talented. She's a good performer. I mean, the yeah. whole thing, great I didn't feel her songs were as good as my daughter's. Now, now again, you're saying, well, that's dad talking. Well, <laughs> I was paying close attention to that tour. While she's touring, I, I, I wanted to know how many more followers 
Olivia Jean would be gaining on her Spotify account while she's opening for Jack White. Okay. Well, and she did gain new followers, but yeah. my daughter was gaining them faster than she was. And my daughter wasn't opening for anybody. So to me, that says, okay, she writes better songs. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You could, you know, I, I could see the correlation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing against Olivia Jean. I mean, she, no. again, wonderful. But my, I, my daughter just writes these really great songs mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, but how do you get it out there? You know? So that's what I want to do. I want to help people, not just my daughter. Cause it, like I said, I want to do this community of other people doing what I do on TikTok. If they don't say that, you know, if we all agree that, nope, she ain't the one we want to promote. We don't believe her. Well, then she ain't going to get promoted by him. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love the idea. I think, um, like I said, uh, th there's just because we all know, right? It's so hard to make a living off of being a musician and getting your break. And I've had some musicians on the show that uh, th this this one this one musician he, he's actually now a social media content uh, kind of comedian. He makes funny skits and he's doing well for himself. He's from Ontario, here in Canada, and um, he had a band and they had opened up for I believe was the Backstreet Boys or was it New Kids wow. in the Block? Backstreet. I mean, they were pretty big. They were pretty. So he was telling me this story when he was on the show that imagine, you know, that basically they pretty much stopped at the time. And I'm pretty sure it's different now that they couldn't afford to get studio time to make music and, and to, to promote themselves and to pay everyone they needed to pay and managers and this and that and to get their name so they just you know agreed to dissolve so imagine that now and i know that that's not the case today because another great example i'm not sure have you heard and i've talked about him so much uh tom mcdonald no okay so he is a expatriate canadian now in the states living in the states and he is solely a youtube musician hmm. so him and his girlfriend he writes all his songs. They make all the videos. She is, I guess, a videographer or whatever. Everything, they do everything themselves. There is no record label, nothing. And, you know, you can look into this. It's just completely amazing. Now, whether you like his music, it's very politically uh, motivated and it's, it's social commentary. It doesn't matter. But millions upon millions of streams and views it's incredible, you know, in terms yeah. of what he's able to do literally on his own, him and his girlfriend. See, so that's part of why I'm doing this channel, too. I look at people like my daughter, who's an incredible talent, but she's not a marketer. Mm. She's, yeah. I, I told you she's introverted. So yeah. you, I see these, you know, people on uh, TikTok, you know, singing their songs. There's this one gal who was like was babysitting, singing these songs. Like, I mean, she was wonderful, and she ended up doing some video uh, talking about um, uh, Victoria's Secret. Like, did a flash mob thing in front of this Victoria's Secret and the song about it. And it, I think, it made the Hot 100, if, if I recall correctly. Oh. You know? Well, I mean, so it's awesome. But this is a gal that has that, you know. But then there's artists like my my daughter, and there's lots of them out there. Yeah, like absolutely. Jack White. He's an introvert. Would he have been, would he make it today? You know? Uh, that's a great, great question. He's very introverted. I've seen him in interviews. My God. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he, yeah, it's who knows? Who knows? There's a great video of him and the edge. Um, oh, 
Love it. Jimmy Page. With Jimmy Page. And you see the look on both him and the edge, the look of admiration and love that every word coming out of Jimmy Page's uh, mouth. I just loved watching that video. Just I so know awesome. the moment you're talking about. And what's funny about that is earlier in the show, you know, he's like, you know, so what's going to happen when you get together? I'll oh, probably a fist fight. And he's yeah. saying, I'm going to trick them to show me all their tricks. But of course, when he gets with them, they're like, they're, they're not hiding anything. They're oh sharing God, it man. all. And and when Jimmy started playing, I think it was, it, it was the riff a whole lot of love or something. Uh, just cashmere like, or cashmere a whole lot of love. I don't recall. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You just oh, like, like they look like two kids, yeah. two, uh, kindergarten kids just looking at, oh my God, this God. It was just such a beautiful yeah, moment. I absolutely it loved it. I absolutely loved it. Great movie. Yeah. It might get loud for anybody that hasn't seen it. Yeah, it was oh, just loved it, just loved it. So, um, you know, you you said you said one thing. So, so your your daughter is a songwriter as well, right? Yeah, so she but, yeah. She she writes. In fact, in her albums, she writes. She plays almost all the instruments. She doesn't play the drums and and a couple songs on like her second album. She had someone else help on guitar in this, and then her latest album, she had a few more artists help. Like she went to Liverpool, England. Spent wow. the month of December of 21, I think it was, in Liverpool, recording with some people she met over there. Interesting. And so, you know, I mean, but, um, yeah, that's what the internet can do. She met, you know, yeah. this guy over the internet, and they befriended each other. And, um, yeah, anything, so anyway. Anything is possible, Gene. Anything is possible. Crazy. That's what I love about it, and especially when it comes for, to music and musicians. I, I just love it. I, I you know, recently came into a guy. Um, he just he's a great guitarist, and he he's on on YouTube, and he sets up in New York City or whatever, and he'll stop in the subway, and he invites people to sing with him. So he'll play the guitar. He'll learn the song. He's an unbelievable musician and guitarist, and and the videos that come out of that people singing just passing by, just like just maybe who knows ex-musicians or people that just want to sing and they just sing with emotion it's just it's really really nice to see i love it but the reason why i asked you is is you know everyone that knows me and what i asked why your, your daughter if she's whether or not she's a, she writes her own songs is that i find that there's you know i i get into this <laughs> fight with my wife my wife loves just feeling music you know and and i have to feel the song and I have to feel the lyrics and I have to feel the 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 music the musicianship in in the song and I came across this great lyric uh, this great quote from Frank Ocean when you're happy you enjoy the music but when you're sad you understand the lyrics <laughs> you know interesting yeah so I, I I'm asking you what I'm asking you here is you know, <laughs> you may you may probably gonna call me an old man, uh, but you know where did the songwriting go? It's I don't feel it's there anymore. It's are are we gonna ever get back the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, and the music we grew up with? And I'm sorry, nothing could touch that music today. You know, the thing is though, it's out there, and that's the artists I want to help. It, so. There's lots of people writing great stuff, but the stuff that gets heard is a formula. You know, there is a formula that we know that if we write like this, yeah. you know, it's going to have some success. Um, but
but a lot of the lyrics in these pop songs they're very shallow that's and, it you know but we we don't care because we're happy right that's what these pop songs are doing um and that's okay but yeah yeah no it's great but you're right there in you know again too again refer my daughters i think the funny thing some of her more powerful lyrics are songs that you have a hard time even hearing the lyrics because she does a lot of a lot of heavy guitar and stuff yeah. and some of her songs but um so and it's that way with many songs there, there's songs today i'm learning i had no idea that's what they said <laughs> yeah. i've been singing this for 35 years <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Oh, it was that's the lyric shit. Yeah. <laughs> for so life. It's so stupid. And then my boys are see, you know, I, I, they correct me or whatever. And then they're in the car with me, like, Daddy, I thought you knew all the lyrics. So they, they <laughs> yeah, my wife will tell me, like, she seems to actually know the actual lyrics. I'll just sing whatever sounds like it, you know? Yeah. Like in that scene in Tommy Boy where they're singing REM's uh, It's the End of the World. They're singing and then they just start going, Leonard Burnside. That's exactly how I sing it. Oh, when the song picks up. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. See what I mean? The, the part of the music, you write the music in the, in the show, right? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess I'm a purist of music and I'm just, I'm worried about. I don't know. I'm worried. I don't know if I should, but I'm worried about the state of music. Like, there's nothing that moves me today. This, I keep asking myself. Thank God I have the music that I have from my youth and all the people that I love and adore. And there's like, I look today. Um, honestly, in the recent, you know, memory is Mumford and Sons, which I absolutely adore. Yeah. Uh, not much more honestly Gino I I, I, I don't know I, I how where do you where do you feel where do you feel music is going like are we gonna have another renaissance or I don't know you know it's a great question and I asked this in one of my videos about guitar because mm -hmm. cars guitars disappeared from most puppets it's still used heavily in country and that's where the good rock guitarists are now is in country music mm -hmm. uh but I heard, in fact, one of my my kids here was listening to something, you know, a pop song. And there's guitar, and I'm like, hey, there's guitar. Maybe there's hope. You know? <laughs> but you know, to answer your question, I do believe there's still plenty of artists out there that make pure music. Again, so going to shows, following my daughter around when she does her tours, you know, mm -hmm. she'll be with different other small bands. Mm -hmm. And some of these bands are really good. Yeah. It's like, and they, they're struggling to get hurt as well, you know? And, um, you know, and it's hard too. So these small bands, here's, here's what you have going against you. Uh, in today's world, you can record in home. I mean, what they have in their laptops, you've got yeah. a whole recording studio and, you know, Pro Tools, right, right in your yeah. laptop, and so they they'll do a good recording. They get the stuff out there, but now it's you know the three or four of them in a basement of some little hole in the wall in San Francisco, you know, playing. And there's no soundboard. There's the acoustics <laughs> in there absolutely sucks, and because you're playing acoustic drums it's just way too loud for the space. And so 
you don't really get to enjoy mm -hmm. the, the the song itself. People yeah. are going for the the mood, I think, just to go, you know, mosh and yeah. So you know, I remember my daughter. She played uh, she played like the whiskey a go go a couple times, and for me, that was the best sounding she's ever encountered because they have a nice soundboard. Yeah, that's they have a spot. sound guy and a light guy that knew what the heck they were doing. Yeah. It was like, oh man, that was amazing, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And she'll play that same song somewhere else, and it just sounds horrible because yeah. the room. And but but I don't think a lot of people realize it's the room. It, it, they blame the artist. Oh, they sucked, you know. Yeah. Like, Look, they're doing the best they can with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough because, like, I'm sort of looking for that, you know, British invasion and and R and and then there's R and B and then there was hard rock and then there was. A disco and there's there's always something to look forward to and i just find that in the last 20 years the 2000s honestly have been i don't know it's it's like it's lacking it's what did i i was thinking about a word it's lacking soul that's what i'm i find it's lacking soul it's lacking like where where is this music going i don't know and i'm sure there's there's a lot of good musicians out there and and singer songwriters um but think about how much we had in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s the amount of amazing bands and artists and the history that they 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 made in terms of their spot in in music history right um i don't i don't know i don't see that happening i, I don't well, i mean would you agree that maybe the the media itself has a lot to do with that. Let's go back in time. You know, the, the record label made that band or not. They decided what we were going to listen to. It's true. You know, and a lot of what we loved, right? So in today's world, with everybody pumping this stuff out, um, to your comment about it's lost the soul, I, I don't know that I entirely agree with that. I think okay. it's shifted to hip-hop. There's these artists that I mean they're singing from their their hearts. Yeah. Um, you know, some of us don't appreciate the the fact that they didn't write the music. They just sampled a bunch of things and mm -hmm. threw this rhyme over it. But you know what? Listen to some of these rhymes. There's there's soul coming out of these people. True. Um, but again, it's it's tough. It's what the media wants us to have and that's like even uh, let's call myself guilty here i want to help these young artists but i'm saying i want to do it as a collaboration because my seventy thousand followers isn't going to impact it's going to yeah. take a group of us with a couple million followers yeah. to actually have an impact but even then we're deciding if we you know what we like well yeah at least but look at it this way whatever you do decide to promote they'll never would have had that opportunity to be promoted yeah. this way so i mean we can't help everybody as long if everyone does their part and you know just one person takes another hey did you hear about this artist did you hear about their sharing it that's all we we could do and you know what to go back to what you're saying sometimes i do think maybe i am a bit too hard or maybe i am too old school and and you know i tell my kids i feel sorry for you because <laughs> you'll never know the music growing up and, and i'm like i don't know my, my boy my boys are 14 and 10 right and will they ever have the music memories of us or maybe and i asked myself maybe music was more important in our upbringing right because for me it was 
listen, I lost both of my parents. And the best memories I have is listening to that Italian music in the house. Every time I'd come home and there would be Italian music playing in the house. There's just joy, right? Just it brought my mom, especially my dad was working all day and my mom, it brought her back to the old country. And, mm-hmm. and she just, I'd never saw her happier than when she had her Italian music on. So that's just one example, you know, beautiful memories together. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know if music pays that same part, or maybe it's just me that I'm, I'm just being too much of a purist and uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm too hard on today's musician or music scene. If Well, it's, you have grounds to feel that way. I, you know, because it, it is different and it feels like we've gotten away from the pure music of it because now there's so much electronics in there. And, and a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's techno. It's not yeah. even music anymore. They're not playing anything. Well, you know what? They were saying that about the electric guitar because now it's got all these effects. Like, gosh, when Dylan pulled out an electric guitar, you know, he was almost crucified. You know, it was, <laughs> like, uh, but you know, He's he's Bob freaking Dylan. <laughs> let him let him morph, and that that's what I love too. It's like some people say, "Oh, you got to have a certain sound, right?" You know, every, every band's got to have a sound. Okay, tell me what Led Zeppelin's real sound was, other than Robert Plant's voice, maybe. You know, true. Because Jimmy's guitar differed a lot. Like, yeah. and then through the outdoor, you know, that album. I mean, they were doing all kinds of new things. Um, and, you know, even my daughter, she's very punk. You know, that's her image. That's her, kind of her passion. I mean, she loves the White Stripes. She grew up listening to that. Mm-hmm. She says Jack White's why she learned the electric guitar. But, mm-hmm. but she's got some songs that are pure techno. She did them all on her synthesizer. And, Amazing. And they're some of the best songs. I mean, I'm like, that. that's a top 40 hit. Yeah. You know, if people could hear it, you know. But... It's funny what you said it brings you back to, you know, sh- your daughter having them as an influence. And even you go back to Led Zeppelin, right? They t- what did they take from? The yeah. blues, right? So every every great musician, I say, uh, takes has inspiration and takes from country music, from the blues, from uh, whatever it may be. A lot of them from the blues, actually. A lot of the rock artists and a lot of the hard rock artists, right? So You're talking about them. Look who Led Zeppelin stole so much. Exactly. You know? exactly. I mean, it's true. It's so crazy. There's there's always that 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 influence, right? And then you have a band, for example, like Greta Van Fleet right now. That sounds like that old 70s and 60s Led Zeppelin. It's just crazy. And that little voice coming out from that little body of the yeah. lead singer is just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you know, I'm I'm just waiting for the transition or to, to the next phase of music and uh i don't know i just feel like there's a lull right now i'm just waiting for something to happen but um there's no I guess, lull it's hip-hop right now yeah it's huge yeah if, if you're not listening to hip-hop it feels like the rock fans it's it's lost music's gone but if you enjoy hip-hop it's huge look at how hip-hop has influenced all of culture right now true the way we dress and everything but it is sad because I do miss, you know, I want, I want a mixture, you know, yeah. I don't want to be just only hear this in the radio. And that's why I listen mostly like Spotify and 
and I'll learn artists through Pandora, mm -hmm. the suggestions and stuff. Yeah. Like, Ooh. like there's one song I put one of my playlists and it's amazing. I, I played all the time. Um, I went and looked at how many followers that artist has. It's like less than a thousand followers. I think it's like nothing. I'm wow. like, man, this, this is a great song. Yeah. You know? And they just need a break. That's all they need. Yeah. That's all they need. So, you know, I, I, I recently came, there was, there was, um, an interesting article, a list by the uh, Rolling Stone magazine, of course, the very well-known Rolling Stone magazine, about the 500 top singers' voices of all time. So now, listen, let me preface this by saying, of course, it's very subjective. But, uh, you know, when we spoke, we said we, we have to speak about this list because it's it's just it's, it's kind of funny. And especially me being from Montreal, Quebec, the home of Céline Dion and... <laughs> There is a current uh, crisis in Quebec right now, okay, Gino, that Céline Dion, whether you like her or not, had a pair of lungs on her, and the woman could sing, and she's not even on this list. So, I mean, yeah. my province here in my city has been up in arms. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to probably write to Rolly. I'm sure they probably have already. Uh, but I, 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 I really found this 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 list interesting what did you think about it when 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 it came out so i've already got issues with some rolling stone lists to begin with and i've talked about them in some of my videos like for instance um another canadian alex lifeson yeah he was 97 or 98 on the greatest guitarist i'm like are you kidding me Come on. <laughs> you know I mean, the people some of the people that were above him i'm thinking no way you know the only thing i could think is because you got neil peart and you know, um, Getty Lee ranked yeah. as the highest in their instruments. So anyway, uh, those lists are, um, well, even my list, I told you about just earlier today that my yeah. daughter, we've already changed it. It was like, sure. it's like, oh shit. Someone's probably going, we didn't put Celine Dion on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what's happening. But again, on that list, Luigi, the, the fact that they call it singers mm -hmm. and then you have, Bob Dylan. Okay. Yeah. I love Bob Dylan. I'm not going to call him a great singer. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Ray Thank Charles. You. I love Ray Charles. We were listening to him the other day. Yeah. You know, he's not a great singer. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's it's who you like. And I don't know how they came up with that, the criteria. Uh, just I, well, like you said, right, it's so subjective, right? Yeah. You said that's the first thing you told me when we discussed this. But there was a few notables for me, and and if I may, um, well, first of all, Aretha Franklin, a number one. I'm never gonna argue against that, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Bob Dylan for sure. <laughs> Freddie Mercury at number 14. Come on, guys, are you serious? Like this. Do you does everybody know what this man was capable of doing? He was able to hit notes that no human being could do. And you know, so sorry to interrupt. Did no, you no, no, hear wait. the a cappella version of um under pressure? Yes. When he hits there's all of a sudden he hits this, he's in this high note and he just goes in next to you like wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, on that side note. It's funny you mentioned that because that's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I have too many, but that's definitely up there. I mean, could you? My God, what a combo! David Bowie and Freddie Mercury yeah. on the same song, and I don't care. I don't know. Probably heard it thousands of times, and every time I hear it, I'm like, 
God, this is so beautiful. This is just yeah. perfection, musical perfection. So Freddie Mercury at number 14. I don't know. Frank Sinatra at number 19. Come on. The guy was, what a crooner. You know, voice. when you look at that top 10, though, the people they have in there, it was, I and mean, it's hard to knock any of them out, to be honest. That's, I, that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, Stevie Wonder's in there. Yeah. You know, I don't know. He's one of those ones. Is he a great singer? I mean, he's definitely a legend. I mean, his songwriting is off the charts. But, you know, does he does he deserve to be number seven? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Frank Sinatra, Elvis at 17. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know what? But to me, I think that the biggest uh, Robert Plant at 63 Come on, Gino. Please, can you make? Can you explain this to me? I need some. I need someone to explain. I'm gonna call Rolling Stone, and I said, "Could someone uh, forget about everyone else? Maybe Freddie Mercury, but Robert Plant at 63." Now he's one that I will say, in his day, I saw him just not that long ago. His voice mm -hmm. isn't what it used to be. Of course, but in his day, he probably deserved to be in the top ten more than Stevie Wonder. When you're talking about singing. Yes, just purely you know, singing. If and that was the name of the list, but you know that's me. Well, okay, so uh, I yeah, I to I totally agree with you. So what what was what was your favorite list that you've done right now on your TikTok so far? You know, the ones that were most interesting mm -hmm. are the ones where I did some. I did it for the seventies and eighties, saying. The most streamed songs. So okay. that means what people are listening to today. Okay. And and again, like Led Zeppelin, they were late to the party on yeah. on. So they they didn't even make any list. People are like, what do you mean no Led Zeppelin? I'm like, that's just not what we're listening to. And they were yeah. late to the game, so that means they didn't have the five years of streams, I guess. Yeah. But I'm blown away at some of the songs that they're people let's just say the world is listening to today from back then from back then yeah it there's great songs from back then that aren't getting heard at all and then there's songs like again i did a thing so kate bush yeah running up the hill well we all know why yeah that's for sure number 34 i think it was in 1985 number three in 2022 you know that's yeah. what tv just opened it to a her to a whole new generation. Um, so when you're saying 80s, a lot of people are like, I don't even remember who's Kate Bush, you know? Yeah. Well, and she was in UK, she was much bigger. She's just, I only knew her because Peter Gabriel. Well, know? I was just gonna say that you know, I'm a big <laughs> Peter Gabriel fan, so obviously I know Kate Bush because I don't give up. Yeah, that they did together. Beautiful song, amazing song. I'm using beautiful a lot tonight. I don't know why. <laughs> We're talking um, music, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's it's good to do non-political stuff and stuff that just gets me angry. And it's talking about music makes me so happy. Um, so yeah, Kate Bush. That's a great example. Could you believe what? Did you hear this, the 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 stats uh, when at at the peak when the Stranger Things came out and and everyone was listening? that um so you said it peaked at three number three yeah on certain billboards um she was making because she apparently kept her rights for the music she was making 
I, I could be wrong, up to $200,000 a week. Wow. Just on streams. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you believe it? You know? Well, I can because thinking back, there was that guy drinking a thing on a skateboard on the TikTok yes. with the Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. They bought him a truck or something, I heard. I, you know, as a thank you. That, that video brought that album back into the top. Uh, I think it went number seven. 40 years after it was released. Incredible. Because of one TikTok. It's just incredible. Yeah. You know, those are two great examples. Really great examples. Yeah. And it's funny that, that just a segue that you're we talking about how she kept their rights. What do you think about this whole thing now, these musicians selling their catalogs? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because I know this my daughter and I did this music pilgrimage, you know, to Nashville a few years back. Oh, and- nice. I remember uh, we're hearing the story about Dolly Parton, how she didn't want to, uh, that song that Whitney Houston did. Um, yes. Yeah. The name. I'll I always love one. you, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she was, Elvis was originally going to do that, but he wanted half the publishing rights and Dolly Parton said no. And she was all sad that Elvis wasn't going to cover her song. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Whitney Houston, <laughs> yeah. she made a ton of money off that song. Of course. She, she knew to keep those. But but on that topic, what Taylor Swift did, I guess she, she sold a, the rights and she wanted them back, and the guy wouldn't buy them. So she's like, "Well, screw it." She just re-recorded stuff. That's crazy. What a <laughs> what a crazy stuff. story. Did you yeah. just hear about Justin Bieber? He sold his catalog for two hundred million. Didn't hear that. Just uh, la- was it this week or last week? This week, I That's believe. Amazing, man. Yeah, and and, uh, and also I know uh, well. Uh, Everyone knows watching. I'm a huge Peter Gabriel and Genesis fan, obviously. Genesis sold their rights all up till, uh, sorry, after Peter Gabriel left. Mm. So after Peter Gabriel left and Steve Hackett left, uh, they sold their rights for $450 million. Wow. Because I know Peter Gabriel will never agree to that, neither would yeah. Steve Hackett. So I know that's why they did it after. But, you know, ironically, the, most of their su- commercial success came after they left. Yeah. Ironically, which, you know, I don't know. First of all, where's Peter Gabriel on that list? Now I have to look at it. Now I'm going to get angry if he's not. Uh, on the, uh, <laughs> he, I can say he's not a great singer, though. You know, mm, I don't know about that. He's got a voice. He doesn't you know? have this big, powerful voice. When I'm calling singers, I don't think of Peter. And again, I'm a huge Peter Gabriel fan. I did it in one of my TikToks that I actually, the only time I've ever cried at a concert was twice. And it was during the same song. And that's Salisbury Hill. Yes, that's what, that was the first video that I saw of you. I'm like, I love this guy. I got to have him on my show. (laughs) (laughs) Salisbury Hill, man, that's so great. That is so great. Yeah. Yeah. And the meaning behind it, obviously, of of him leaving Genesis and uh, going on on his own. And that's what the song is about. And he took a walk in the Salisbury Hill in his native England. And he took a walk up the hill and just stood at the top of the hill and looked at the stars and said that the sky and said, what the hell am I doing? But yeah, and he did it. And uh, the rest is history, as we say. Right. Yeah. That's a great song. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Great song. Um, oh yeah, uh, my, my good friend Tony Chichi says Michael Jackson back in the day bought the rights to the Beatles music. Yeah, Do you know the story behind that. Thanks, Chich, uh, for tuning in as well. Do you know the story behind that? You know, when they did the song, him and Paul McCartney did it together. What mm-hmm. was the song? Uh, that girl is say, mine. say, 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 yeah. Um, they were talking, 
And Paul McCartney gave him the idea in terms of this thing. That's when it was just becoming a thing in terms of buying music catalogs. So I don't know how this happened, Gino. Uh, Michael Jackson bought the Beatles, if you remember, catalog. And then he recently bought it through the estate and bought it back. The Paul McCartney and the Beatles, I believe, bought back the the rights to it. Um, But yeah, he literally went behind their back and in this discussion with Paul McCartney, who gave him the idea to do it. Wow. Yep. Yep. I always found that very, very intriguing, actually. Yeah. I didn't know it was like a behind the back thing. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So a lot of those, you know, everyone's a lot of the big musician, Bob Dylan did it right. He sold his rights. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Bruce Springsteen's, uh, didn't he just do it or he's talking about it or something like that? Is- I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Neil Young did it as well. There's a great yeah. story of um, one of the, the CCR um, founders and uh, yeah, was it CCR? Yeah, I think it was CCR. And um, he managed to buy back his songs after 30 or 40 years yeah. of fighting to get them back. And um, yeah, he's, 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 he's so happy after this long, long battle. And he finally did it because he got screwed by some management company and manager and my god I, I just can't even believe these artists that you know that they they've created and make these songs it's like it's part of them it belongs to them and unless it's your decision to sell this catalog it's like it's like stealing literally robbing yeah. someone um well, it's like that thing with you know i don't think a lot of us really understand all behind the scene with music and i'm only learning because my my daughter mm-hmm. um you know th- you write the song, you perform the song, but the label owns the recording of the song. Yeah. You know, so they own the recording, you own the right. So it's this weird things in the pub, you know, okay, we'll split this, the publishing rights, we'll split the production rights. There's all, everybody gets a little piece. Yeah. You know, and, and even the distributors of the music get their chunk. So my daughter, it's like 0.004 cents per stream, you know, yeah. That's what she actually gets. It's supposed to be paid seven, but you know, it, everybody gets their little piece of the action. And yeah, it, it's listen. I mean, I mean, I know that this. Well, the beauty of it is, uh, first of all, before I go there, thank you, Cheech. I think it was yes, it was indeed John Fogarty. Uh, thank you so much for for um, always. He's always there for me, my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> always there awesome. for me. Yeah, every time I forget something, it always seems to be him to to put in the comments. Um, uh, what was I saying? Just to go back track to, um, yeah, the, the, the songs, um, the thing is that now the record labels and, and I tell, and, and I tell, I know a friend of mine, this is another great idea. Do you know, I don't know if you heard about this. A friend of mine is a singer songwriter here from Montreal and, uh, used to have a band and now makes a living, um, writing songs and music online, um, for various people that ask for songs. Oh, wow. Uh, the, and now there's a few of these sites that are using it. And he writes jingles or songs and lyrics for for whatever, if, if for a small commercial or they want to do a video or for an intro for a podcast or intro of a show uh, or just someone writing it for his wife or his girlfriend and uh, a lot of musicians. And then you could go sample these musicians, what they've done, and you could choose your musician and tell them a little bit about your ideas and what you want, and they'll write you a song. 
Yeah. So, there's lots there's, of ways. In fact, yeah. writing for others. I keep telling my daughter just because, you know, she didn't like the touring. She's done the tours and it's like you don't gain yeah. when you're playing a, a room of, you know, I mean, a good time, she'll have 200 people in a room. But mm. you play on a Wednesday night somewhere, you might have 30 people in the room and they're sleeping, you know, like homeless people. <laughs> on <the> tour. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm like, write for someone else, you know, and sell, sell some of your music, you know, but, but you know, I, I'm just going to go back to the Tom McDonald. Love your opinion on this. Why aren't more artists doing what the, he's doing? Like he's managed. Now, I don't know how lucrative it could be, but just like making your own videos and putting them on YouTube. Well, and, went back to that takes the extrovert. Yeah, you know that takes the extroverted artist that's all about promoting themselves. A lot of them aren't that way. They just they just love the creating and they love performing. They don't want to deal with. So my daughter went to Los Angeles College of Music and um, they had um, George Clinton came and mm -hmm. spoke and I got yep. to be there that night. You know, he's just talking. You know, they're asking questions to him stuff and some of mentioned well how about the business side he goes well that's the bullshit you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah he, that even him he said you know the easiest way to get past that is right as soon as you're done writing the song all agree on who gets what for it mm -hmm. and then you don't have to talk about it again yeah someone might not say anything and then the song goes huge and then all of a sudden well wait a minute i you know Helped write that guitar lick, or yeah. you know, that's if I'm going to give a piece of advice for any musicians, the best advice I could give you is advice of what Rush did, and arguably probably one of the greatest bands of all time, right? Uh, no one's gonna, no one's gonna say otherwise, right? Um, find three better musicians, and yeah, one exactly, band. exactly. So they decided at a very uh, from the get go. Uh, there's a great article, a great interview with uh, on CBC, and anyway, I'll send you that link. And they uh, they asked Grady Lee, goes, why did you guys manage to stay friends? And money never became an issue. He goes, well, it's very simple. We um, decided early on, the three of us, that the rights were cut down the middle three times, thirty three and a third, thirty three and a third, thirty three and a third. No matter what, who wrote what song. Because anyway, everyone knows that Neil Peart wrote right. the majority of the songs for uh, for Rush, but they did agree that doesn't matter. Everyone brings something to the song. We're gonna go three ways, and that's it. That's all, and it never changed from day one. I just find yeah. that what a brilliant like. You want advice? There you go. The yeah. great, if the greatest band on probably on earth that ever existed could do it. Listen. Yeah, but that's if you're going to be a band. Now, you know, True. you listen to Bruce Springsteen. He says, I don't want a band. They all work for me. I'm I'm the decision maker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dictatorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You know? That's different. Yeah. And that, I mean, that way you don't get the, the fighting. You know, it's like, yeah. you don't like it, you can go. I'll find another bass player. Absolutely. You know? And he managed to keep the same musicians for how long, right? How long has the yeah. industry band been there with him? So, yeah, they obviously appreciate him and he takes good care of them. So, I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's made them a lot of money touring for for what four decades if not yeah. more yeah i mean it's it's quite incredible i, I want i wanted to ask you uh <laughs> i i said i'm not going to bring politics into it but I, a little bit i was a little uh how do you find this whole trying to cancel songs that were written 40 or 50 years ago uh for example you know natural woman have you heard about this 
You mean like uh, get them off the air because of yeah, the, yeah, the, they don't the, like the, the lyrics or the yeah, meanings the, behind them? Yeah, that 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 it's not inclusive for all women. Natural women by Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when was that song written, guys? Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> or or remember when it was it last Christmas? Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it. You know that's a difficult one. And, and here's the thing. So let, let's get real deep in that. You know the sure. view and politic uh, politics and that. Huck Finn. Okay, that book was written in a time where the N word was it. It was just the word. It wasn't yeah. as derogatory as it is today. Mm-hmm. So it had a different meaning context. Uh, not meaning. necessarily. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a good word. That, yeah, but it, it was just people didn't always say it. It wasn't used by everybody in a negative way. It was. Mm-hmm their word for saying a black person, right? Yeah. At the time. Um, and that book is, you know, it's a, it's obviously it's a great book, but what I love about those books is it brings you to a time. And the fact they use that word to me when I'm reading it is like, wow, you know? Yeah. They talk like it was, you know, and so we lose that connection not that we need to be connected. We lose that understanding of that time when we're like, hey, we can't can't say this anymore. And and that to me is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we are becoming more understanding. And like locally here, there's a um, there's a uh, place on the river that's called Negro Bar. Mm-hmm. And it's just what's called. Now, there's some white people that think it's racist and we should change the name. But then there's this older black gentleman that said, but that's, we have a history here. Mm-hmm. If you change mm-hmm. the name, that history is now gone. Yeah. You know, so it's well-intentioned people. Hey, let's not offend. But, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally, totally understand what you're saying. And you brought up a very good argument for it, right? In terms of, of what I love, what you said is bringing you back and making you understand that time. So if we take, for example, natural woman from Aretha Franklin, first of all, just the fact that you're, you're, you're questioning this is just beyond idiotic. That's, but if you would take the time to understand where she came from and her, do you know the story of Aretha Franklin and the, the nightmare that her upbringing with her father? And, and now you're going to question her writing a song of natural woman 50 yeah. years later. And you're going to put into a context of this whole nonsense of genders. And, and anyway, we're not going to get into that. It's it's come on guys the, the idea is lost it's not it's not you cannot relate the two of a song that was written 60 67 years ago i don't know how many years ago uh like yeah, i don't know that was written come on like let's let's yeah. go into perspective here guys and this could be used in anything it just it bothers me now that it's going to come into music music that i love music that is made to transport you to another time and place like you said to bring you back to memories that make you happy or even that were sad but you know what sometimes you just want to feel sad right so you're going to play that sad song yeah. um sad songs they say so much <laughs> i don't know why i just had to sing that uh I don't know. I just um, 
I, I don't think there's a place for it. And I, I just, I just wanted to know how you felt about that. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I want to be sensitive you know. I mean, this new awareness of things with, you know, especially genders, like in my generation, I'm 55 years old. Yeah. It, it was first very difficult for me to understand like, what, wait, huh? (laughs) You know, but now I, I, thanks to my kids, I fully understand. And, um, it's just times are different and that's what we need to understand. I think for a society, for us, if we spend more time putting ourselves in the shoes of others instead of defending our positions, you know, if we, we don't argue to understand anymore. We argue to win. Yeah. Well you said. Know, and, and that doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, yeah, in music, it should not be for that. That's for sure. Let's not go yeah, there. That should be our escape. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, but, so let me bring ask you this, because sure. here's one on music and politics. So I love when songs have a political statement. Yes. Whether I agree with it or not, I love that people can put their emotion about a, a, a social issue, a political issue in yes. their music. But I don't like when they get up there at the Grammys and give their, you know, speech, think it's their, I, I freaking hate that as a matter of fact. Yeah. It, I, it turns me off to that artist. Yeah. Same here. A hundred percent. Listen, you did it in your song. You, you could even do it in your concert. Uh, you know, uh, um, is it Roger Daltrey from uh, Pink Floyd? He's famous for that, right? In terms of <laughs> yeah, uh, being uh, very, very political shows are very political, very, very, and that's fine. Is it Roger Daltrey? Roger or... Waters. Roger Waters. Sorry, Roger Roger Daltrey is the who. Um, yeah. Roger, and he's known for that, and and that's fine. You go, you know, you go into his concert. It's very political, but like you said, I agree with you hundred percent. Is if your songs are political, uh, leave it there. Leave it there. You know, again, I'm going to go back to Peter Gabriel because I don't care. I love Peter Gabriel, right? Um, very political songs, right? Oh, Biko. Biko. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest songs of all time, again, yeah. in my opinion. Um, right? But he, you know, you know, but he'll never say it. He, you've never seen him, first of all, at an award show. Maybe he'll say it at one of a concert before he does actually Biko and he's not anymore probably, but maybe back in the day when it was very popular and he would, he would go into the whole, while the drum beat is dun, 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 dun. and he would start there was this man that was in prison in, in africa so but that's you you know that and i agree with you 100 i don't need to see that first of all i don't watch award shows anymore whether it be for uh, acting or mu- music music uh, i still it, watch the grammys man I, I, it's yeah. the only one i love it i can't I it's coming out too <laughs> yeah I, I just i can't i can't honestly yeah. uh growing up i got angry as a, as a child and i was obviously again a huge phil collins fan i'm like how's phil collins Jen, not winning any awards what, what is going on here is something wrong and, and just also other musics that i loved and how they always shied away from hard rock and the metallicas and the acdcs and i could go on for days guns and roses anyway uh, you know the stuff that i grew up on um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that anymore. But you're totally right. You're totally right. Um, I don't like that. I, I there's a time and place for everything, and not at music. Like you said, music is an escape to bring you back to a place uh, that you were maybe happier. And I don't want to talk about, yeah. you know, or 
to be sad into yeah. the cure, right? I mean, it Absolutely. was okay to be sad when you're listening to the cure. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I recently, yeah, the cure. I mean, one of the greatest song, uh, songs, pictures of you, right? This just amazing, but so melancholy. That song is so sad. You know, I, I recently lost my dad recently. It's a year now. Is it a year? Yeah, a year. Sorry. And November. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. November. And you know what? I, I just, I put away, I put a list of the saddest Genesis and Peter Gabriel songs. <laughs> That I found that I just had them on a loop playing over and over. Just sat there, bawled my eyes. I thought about my dad, but it was okay. It was like therapy, right? So, and I could laugh about it. And uh, But yeah, sometimes you do need those sad songs. So I want to ask you, and maybe I'll go first if you want, if you want some. So I want, give me your, your best artists and some of your favorite songs of all time. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, oh my god, we already said a few. Uh, it's too many. That's the problem. Um, well, first of all, we we talked about Bruce Springsteen. Glory Days has always been one of my favorite songs hmm. of all time, just because it again, it's just this. There's like melancholy and thinking about the glory days, and but you know, growing up, and and it's just, but there's just like this feeling of happiness in the song that uh that is just so contagious and you just can't help but sing along with it and and my other one of course and you i think you spoke about it is uh in your eyes by peter gabriel that one is just uh you know the relationship of uh, between the love of god and the love of of someone else and that's what basically when he was writing the song is you could look at someone's eyes whether it be god or spiritual or someone that you love your partner and obviously i mean um that song especially if you if everyone listening to this if you haven't if you haven't listened to if you're gonna find a version find a version of in your eyes with uh yusu andor which is an african singer um him on on the vocals with him uh it's just there's a 10 minute version online um on youtube and it's it's probably one of the most the best 10 minutes that you could spend in your life. It'll just, it brings you joy that I can't even compare. I, I can't even describe. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, for me, I, in fact, I did a video about a couple of these songs. So that's what makes it pop to my head again, as far as the most meaningful song to me mm -hmm. is Salisbury Hill. I don't know really what it is all the time, but that just, it, it's connected with me for decades now. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I love it. Um, fun songs train in vain you know i just you can't not crank that one up uh oh man just about <laughs> anything from led zeppelin though when i love journey and i there's just so much i love yeah, and yeah. again I'm, I'm more modern stuff and this isn't even modern anymore it's 20 years old you know jack white white strikes all that stuff yeah i love uh yeah it, it's so hard to yeah name name a favorite artist even you know i can't say favorite band yeah no. you can't no okay i i love yeah for me it's different i mean obviously i just love everyone <laughs> yeah because that's just it you know i mean what you know i mean if i have to be a big obviously my daughter you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, maddie you know that's but you know be like who yeah don't yeah worry. Um, because that was one I listened to the most on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, of course, my, man. My daughter. Of course. Of course. By the way, you're gonna have to uh 
send me a, a message with with the name where I could find it. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna definitely check that out. So tell uh, tell everyone where you could be found and um, what are your what are your future plans? What do you what what's um, you you're gonna stick to TikTok? Is there anything else in the works? And uh, anyway, your your handle is on the screen. It's gonna be in the show notes as well. So just tell the people where they could find yeah. you and. Well, that's the only place I am for music stuff. I mean, I'm I'm a business coach, so I'm <laughs> I've got a whole nother life that yeah. uh, I'm on, and but uh, that this is about fun. So I, I tell everybody to you know my clients, for instance, is like, look, you, you got to have your balance in your life. You got to yeah. have your your work. You got to have your family, and you got to have something else. This is my something else. You know. So, yeah, absolutely. I I hear you. Listen, I'm I'm. I'm in mortgages, so I'm a banker. I've been out my life, and this is a, a passion of mine, podcasting, especially talking about music. I'm actually going to start a new channel uh, just uh, doing the backstory of greatest rock songs of all time. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, I've already had the first one ready. I haven't recorded yet, but of course, it's going to be in your eyes. So <laughs> I've already done it, and uh, I just have to record it. So that's, uh, yeah, some just a little passion on the side. So, so yeah. um Gino, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I had a blast. I could talk about music for days, literally. And uh, I hope we could do this. Um, we could do this again in the future. Thanks, Tony, uh, for tuning in. Good show, guys. Interesting discussion, he said. Thanks so much, Tony. <laughs> Always been there, but I appreciate it. Uh, so, Gino, thank you so much. This has been really fun. I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope we could do it again soon. Yeah, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun. So, anytime. Awesome. So uh, stay stay online. We'll just we'll chat off air and uh, we'll put the the uh, closing song here. And uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Last night it was a double header this weekend. Two shows back to back this week. Excuse me. It was a blast. I loved it. So I'll see you next week. Don't know who the guest is going to be. I might do a solo show. We will see. Thank you so much, like always, for tuning in, guys. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.